who God is. He is this powerful, sovereign creator, master. And it like all of those things are 100% true, but there's just something in this when when we hear him described as as a dad, like and like you said, like as a really good dad, like and I I'm sure that's really challenging for people whose relationship with their dad is really rough. But if you think about like the best characteristics of what a father mm-hmm. should be, mm-hmm. loving, patient, kind, at the heart of who he is, having your best interest and loving you so that sometimes you do have to have discipline or go through hard things to learn from. But mm-hmm. at the heart, the heart is good and it's for you and it loves you. Thanks for listening to If That Makes Sense, the Family Life original podcast about what life is like following Jesus. My name is Tim, and I'm in Family Life's radio department. My name is Lydia, and I am in the front office. I'm Robbie. I'm in Family Life's performing arts department. I am excited about every episode we do while we're looking at the book of Romans, and we've got a lot more left to go. And any episode you jump in on is a great one to get started, so we're glad you're here with us. But I'm especially excited because this one's kind of my favorite chapter. And I don't know, maybe it's my favorite chapter in the Bible. It's, wow. it's a famous one. It's a good one. 828 oh. coming up. Just Everybody knows that one. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's going to be next episode. Yep, we'll get yep, to that part. Not this one. Because we had to split it in two because there's a lot going on here. Yeah, and we sure. wanted to be able to give good space to both halves of chapter eight of Romans. So, Lydia, you want to start us off with the first 17 verses? I would love to. All right. I am reading from the NIV, starting in verse 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires." The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ." But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of the Spirit that lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit who received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, then we are heirs. 
heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. So here was what was leaping out uh, to me, and I feel as though that kind of is the theme of the the chapter to a degree. Uh, Verse kind of like five, six, that range uh, so, so mine is the New Living Translation. Uh, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Uh, I think that's interesting because uh, it's it's especially six letting your sinful nature control your mind mm-hmm. leads to death, mm-hmm. but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. And so I think it's this concept of it. They're both they're both there. They're both present. Mm-hmm. We still have you know this nature over here. Uh, but God has given us this this new nature to be controlled by. And I think it's interesting to say, okay, you know, we're going to have these strange wandering thoughts from time to time. So what are you going to do with them? Yeah. Are you going to yeah. be like, I'm going to let these steer my ship here? Or am I going to say, yeah, I see that. I acknowledge that. I'm going to let the spirit now take the steering wheel and l- it's letting him. Yeah. It's just very interesting that it's letting him do it. Don't mm-hmm. let... Don't let this guy steer the ship. Let let this guy steer the ship, and you've got the choice of who you're gonna give the wheel to. Yeah, and I love that the where you end up is so vastly different. Like the mind governed by the flesh is death. Mm-hmm. The mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Like when you have those uh, options in front of you, <laughs> like it's you don't really have to think about which one sounds better. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like oh well, that's tempting. It's like no, this this one's really bad. The, mm-hmm. You know, and I think. I think any of us that have, you know, been a Christian for a while, like, know that it's hard as a Christian sometimes to even to keep your mind focused on Christ. Like, the world is very distracting. There's a lot of things in it that seem like, oh, this is actually seems a lot better. Maybe this is a better option. But when you, like, break it down to Mm. one offers death and one offers life and peace, like, I don't know, just kind of like bring it back to the basics of of our faith and and what's important and, and, and why... God gave us his word and, and why there's laws and why there's, you know, all these things, because it's like, if we follow our flesh, like it leads to death yeah. mm-hmm. every time. If you follow Christ, it leads to life and peace. And I think it's the finish line that you have to look at. Yeah. Because the journey along the way, oh, it might seem exciting and fun mm-hmm. and fulfilling and give me whatever it is that I think I'm looking for. Yeah. What's at the finish line of yeah. that yeah. versus what's at the finish line of the hard thing of doing the right thing, staying on that narrow, short path that, you know, few find. But what's the finish line yeah. there? You know, you right. have to you kind of have to look at yeah. the end. What's in, right. what's coming? At the, right. What's what's that going to lead to at the end? Mm-hmm. Life or death? Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Kind of like delayed gratification versus instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like in the mm-hmm. moment, it might feel good. But like, yeah, right. like you said, what's the finish line? What's the yep. goal? Yep. Yeah. Um. It, what's at stake? Yeah, it, it is life and death. That's kind of a big deal. And <laughs> Paul's leading us through things that are big issues. 
And I think it's really interesting that we're talking about the mind and how mm. it's these things are determined by what's going on in our minds. That's super important. Where mm. our thoughts are, what we're thinking about, what we're choosing to dwell on. You even pointed that, Robbie, that we're all going to have these thoughts, but what do we choose to dwell on? It's interesting that so much rides on something that sometimes we feel we have no control over. Yeah. We do have control over what we choose to 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 focus our minds on, but sometimes we don't have control over every single thing that happens in our mind. In the last episode, we talked about how the 10th commandment makes everybody a lawbreaker because the 10th commandment is don't covet. All the other laws, you could convince yourself, I'm good enough to do those. Spoiler, you wouldn't really be good enough to do them all, but you could convince yourself on the outside you'd kept them all. Don't covet happens on the inside so many times without even meaning to. It happens in our minds and every one of us has proven to be a lawbreaker. How do we live with so much riding on something that we feel like we don't have the ability to control sometimes on our own? That is our mind. Well, it it, it, it really is getting back to another thing that was already said earlier in that it's like you you pointed out the interesting way it's worded it's just letting the spirit have control um and i love that we've all got different versions too that we're reading from because it's all god's word and just different ways of saying it mm -hmm. but that kind of brings out different things and the way my version says it very similar but for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit um and that that's life and peace. Mm -hmm. And what's, what's really interesting is that without God, you actually can't even do that. That's, it, it's not a matter of just self-control and enough willpower mm -hmm. to, you know, harness your thoughts for positive energy or <laughs> some sort of new agey type of good vibes philosophy mm -hmm. you could put out there. Mm -hmm. Paul says it right in verses seven and eight. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Wow. Again, pretty, pretty startling terms yeah. he's dealing with. Yeah. But we've got hope because even though this feels like an area that sometimes we don't have full control over, every victory we do have in this arena of our minds and what we're focusing our minds on is something that comes from God as a gift. Mm -hmm. So that's up through one. I mean, <laughs> wait, wait. we say it like we're like we're covering everything and then moving on. <laughs> Every like, verse will be covered. Like, like I, Romans is so much here. Do mm -hmm. you think part of it too, though, is a, like a muscle that mm -hmm. you have to work out? Because I think... I don't know. I I think for me, there's there's a part of like you're like training your mind, like you were saying, Robbie, like to choose the the better option. Like I mean, I I 100% agree. Like we can't do that without the help of the Holy Spirit. But I think it's like the more you listen to the Holy Spirit, the more you're sensitive to that. The the louder that voice is versus like if you hear it and you're like ah, I'm doing my own thing. Like after a while, that the Holy Spirit. <laughs> for me, this is just me personally. Maybe this doesn't isn't the same for anybody else. It's like it's harder to hear mm. versus if I'm like listening and 
and obeying and walking in that, that voice is louder. That's a, it's like an easier voice to follow versus like, I don't know, when you push it away and ignore it for so long, then it's like, oh, I, I feel like I'm kind of like, you know, you go through those seasons as a, as a Christian that like you feel far away from the Lord or you feel like, you know, I'm, I'm struggling in my walk with Christ. Like, I feel like those are the terms that we often say. And I think maybe part of that are like times when we choose, whether it's like very deliberate or it's more just like we get lazy maybe and don't listen to the Holy Spirit. Um, I think it gets harder. I think it gets harder to hear just like a muscle when you work, if you're not Mm. working it out, Mm -hmm. it gets weak. Yeah. I I am a fan of word pictures and visual pictures and analogies (laughs) and object lessons and things. And I think scripture is filled with those things. So I like that picture of the muscle. Um, I've, I've heard a a native American proverb, something about this guy had two dogs and there was a a dark dog and a, a light dog and, you know, one representing, you know, evil and one representing, you know, good, the light and the dark. And I don't remember exactly all the details, but basically how it goes is, well, you've got these two dogs and you have to have them both, but which one are you going to feed? Are you feeding the light or are you feeding the dark? If you don't feed an animal, it isn't going to thrive and survive. If you feed it and nurture it, it's going to thrive and survive. Kind of like you're saying, practicing, working that muscle out. Uh, which one am I feeding? Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, think about such mm. things. Yeah. Thank you, Steve mm-hmm. Green. It's a yes. song from my childhood. <laughs> That's why I have it memorized. But uh, yeah, feeding it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And that those two halves are there. I mean, I don't even want to say halves because it's not like they have equal weight in our lives as Christians, but that Paul keeps coming back to what some versions call the flesh. Others talk about the body, but like the idea is the sin nature mm-hmm. um, that and, and this is a, this is like it's a it's a it's a difficult play, thing to talk about for Christians because. In one sense, we'd never want to excuse our sin as saying, oh, that's my fallen humanity. We don't want to excuse it because like Jesus died to cover our sin. We never want to make light of it. But at the same time, God's word acknowledges it is still part of something we struggle with even even through our lives as believers. Paul talked about that a lot in the last chapter. And you even see it here in Romans 8 as triumphant and as glorious as Romans 8 is of this truth that you you have this victory in Jesus and the power of the Spirit at work in your life, it's important to notice something that kind of jumped out at me while we were reading it today is that we still have to put to death the deeds of the flesh Mm. by the Spirit. Mm. Like you wouldn't have to do that. You wouldn't have to work at that unless the flesh was still at work and still active and still that other dog in the parable. I think that's such a cool image, Robbie, and that's really neat. Like, unless that dog was still there kicking, we we wouldn't have to fight against its desires and its appetites. It's still there. It's still an active enemy of ours. Yeah. Even still, even with that, though, there's all this hope because that's not what we are a slave to anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. have been set free. Yeah. Down there in 15, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Mm. Instead, you receive God's spirit when he adopted you. 
adoption, such a cool picture, mm-hmm. as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. So, Tim, I know you're a father, and I don't know. I'm sure you have lots of thoughts about being a father. I, I know I have had the the joy and privilege of having a good father and a relationship with a good father. Some of my friends have not experienced that. I think it's just such a cool image because whenever you watch a loving father, you know, I, 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 I know lots of loving fathers in my life, one of which I think is my my brother-in-law, and they've got a son who's a little challenging sometimes and has meltdowns sometimes. And to watch my brother-in-law work through those things with his son, you know, he – you can just see the love he has for his son. Mm. Like, okay, well, we're not going to let you do whatever you want and have whatever you want. I am going to hold you. I am going to love you. I am going to comfort you. I'm going to walk you through this. I'm going to help you breathe Mm. through this little tantrum. And I know you're upset and let's work through that together. Mm. And I just, I just look at it sometimes and I'm like, whoa, that's, that's me and God, you know, when I'm throwing my little tantrums, he is patient and loving yeah. and kind and wants to just scoop me up on his lap and be like, well, can we can we talk about it? You know, yeah. like, let's mm. let's talk about it. Let's yeah. let's work through this together. And I just think that image of a father and a child and how much fathers want good things and give good things mm. to their kids. Mm-hmm. It's what a picture. Yeah. Yeah. I love I love that part in the chapter because I think there's. You know, there's so many different imagery described in scripture of who God is, you know, and like so often it's like he is this powerful, sovereign creator, master. And it like all of those things are 100 percent true. But there's just something in this when um, we when we hear him described as as a dad, like and like you said, like as a really good dad, like and I I agree, like it's I'm sure that's really challenging for people whose relationship with their dad is really rough. Um, But if you think about like the best characteristics of what a father Mm -hmm. should be, Mm -hmm. loving, patient, kind, wanting the best for their children, not giving them everything they want, not like this, Mm. you know, enabler, but like Mm. really at the heart of who he is having your best interest and loving you so that sometimes you do have to have discipline or, you know, go through hard things to learn from. But Mm -hmm. at the heart, the heart is good and it's for you and it loves you. And I think – I think that that's just a really incredible picture to have of who God is. And I love even just like with the whole adoption, mm. like, you know, it isn't it isn't just that God loves us. It's like he chose us as his mm. own. And mm-hmm. so now we have a new name and new rights and new life because he chose us and adopted us. And I found this thing it was talking about like in Roman culture with adoption, like mm. the life and the standing of the adopted child changed completely. Like they lost all rights to his old family and gained all new rights in the new family. The old life of the adopted son was completely wiped out with all debts being canceled. Nothing from his past counting against him anymore. Like you get a fresh start. You're adopted into this new family. And I just thought that was such a beautiful, again, image of of what God does to us when we accept him and when we choose to live for him. He adopts us into his family and nothing in our past counts against Mm -hmm. us. It's like a fresh, fresh start. Well, and you're even talking about even mentioned discipline there too, because obviously a loving father wants what's best 
And there's that discipline side or I'm not, I know you want to play with your truck on the actual road. You're going to get flattened by a truck. So no, I know you want to play in the street. That's not safe. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. what I want to do. That's, that's fun. That's exciting. It's yeah. real. And the father's like, you can't do that. Nope. That's yeah. dangerous yeah. for yeah. you. I'm trying to protect you from this thing that you think you want so badly. Yeah. And how are, how are we like like children? What we, we just want this, whatever it is that mm-hmm. we wanted so bad. And God's like, no, I have something better for you. Or the discipline, what's the point and purpose is to try to teach you uh, this, this, whatever it is that you are engaging in is dangerous yeah. or harmful or bad for you or bad for others. Mm-hmm. You're hurting others. I'm not going to allow you to hurt yourself or others. Yeah. Therefore, here's your, your consequence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever the consequence mm-hmm. is, right. you know, parents, they give consequences. They don't just let their children do whatever they want. But why? It's yeah. because I want what's best for you and what's best for those around you. And what you're doing right now isn't best for you or best for others. Therefore, you're going to have to face this consequence with the hope that, oh, I don't want to I don't want to <laughs> deal with these consequences. Yeah. I want to do the right thing, not only so I avoid the consequences, but also I want my dad mm-hmm. to be pleased. I yeah. don't want him to be ashamed of of me yeah um yeah it's right now one of the only syllables that my daughter can make but it's ba 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 she can do that sound i mean she can make a lot she also likes to howl and scream and make other funny sounds but the only syllable she can do is ba 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 and it just kind of occurred to me how that's like the basic building blocks for saying abba just mm. saying it in the opposite order. Yeah. And I, I've seen people say So basically, it. daddy was her first word. Basically. basically. I'm glad <laughs> Even if she says mama before daddy, I'll be like, yeah, but she said Abba. And that's kind of like the Hebrew. So she's like super spiritual and saying daddy. <laughs> and why? She's already bilingual. <laughs> it's, um, I don't know. I've seen it both ways that some people say this word is the kind of Hebrew equivalent of daddy and other yeah. people saying, well, it's maybe not that. I don't know. How do I know? I mean, I, I it, it, like linguistically, it would make sense. Abba is an easy thing to say. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it sounds like the kind of thing a kid would say. It is the kind of thing my actual daughter does say at, you know, less than a year old. Mm-hmm. So either way, however you understand that, if you know more about Hebrew than I do, <laughs> I'd say it's entirely valid to say, God is our most intimate father. And if there's a name that is intimate between child and father, it is applicable to use in our relationship with God. And I love that you've, not just in this episode, actually in earlier episodes too, Robbie brought it back to trusting God because he's our dad, obeying God because he's our dad. And that's exactly what is happening in this chapter is the new way we obey God is out of trust in the relationship we have with him. Mm. No longer is it about strictly being just uh, a a code. um, And and that's the wrong way for us to understand it going forward. And it's it's not to be understood primarily as some sort of uh, overbearing slave-master relationship. Uh, It's primarily being put to us as... You serve out of a spirit of adoption as children and not just like, 
formal relation kind of adoption, but like very intimate, calling him Abba Father. That's why we can trust him. That's why we can obey him. And that's why it's different because we aren't just finding a new motivation Mm -hmm. and trying to serve God out of that. It's a relationship that really has changed. It's a status that really has changed. We were one thing before and we're something else now. We were enemies before. We're children now. And that just changes everything. That's why this is real. It's totally different. It's a completely new thing we've been brought into. And what we're getting into in the next part of this chapter, in the next episode, is one of the best contrasts, one of the Mm -hmm. best turns, one of the most beautiful parts of all of scripture. And I can't wait to get into it. So stay tuned. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Stay tuned. I'm just so glad we are on this road together in God's word. Thank you for joining us for If That Makes Sense, the family life podcast about what life is really like as a young adult following Jesus. If you enjoy the show, please send it to a friend. Your genuine appreciation of the show is the best way for word to get out. And it would make our day if you left us a rating and a review wherever you found this episode. Family Life has more great original podcasts that you can check out at familylife.org slash podcast. Thanks again, and we look forward to having you along for the next one.